everybody what's up welcome back to the pet peeps podcast episode number 35 this episode we have a really funny comedian one of the uh, funniest guys that i've shared the stage with honestly uh, thank you for being here craig Conant. how you doing craig thank you brother thanks for having me yeah you're kind, welcome kind words dude yeah yeah no problem how, how you holding up man oh you know just trying to shower every day <laughs> yeah i saw i saw your uh your community service podcast post today. I was doing my research as in 30 minutes before this started, I was taking a shower and listening to your, your Instagram posts. And I was like, Oh shit, that's a funny shower joke. (laughs) I don't need, I don't even do that, man. I wish, I wish I did homework. I should study like, you know, before, before I do my podcast, I go, what am I going to talk about? Oh, fuck it. I don't, you know, now that I'm doing them solo, like I have yeah. to have notes or I'm going to die, you know? No, it's, it, it does make it a better podcast. Like I've done it both ways where I wing it. It depends on the, the guests. Like if it's your buddy, you know him, it's not yeah. so, it's not so important. But if it's like somebody that you have questions for and the audience cares about the answers, and that's something I debate about with my friends, my comic friends, like how serious should your comedy podcast be? Where you have to have structured questions and shit like that. Yeah, I got zero structure, bro. Yeah, that's not bad. I I could tweak it a little bit, though. I could use a little bit. Yeah, well, that's the evolution of the game, man. That's what I like about everything that you do, man. You have, like, grown with the scene, with the technology. You didn't used to have a podcast. You didn't used to have, like, videos and shit out there. So that's awesome. Hire hire a nerd, baby. That's my shit. Hey, nerds, that's what they're there for. I feel like I'm yelling. I I know. No. We'll figure it out. All right. You're, you're good good great, luck, dude. engineer. No, dude, it's just like a microphone when you're on the stage. It's better if you like talk loud. You know yeah, what I mean? That's it's what better I'm to talk about. loud than talk soft. At least we'll be able to hear you. We could always lower the volume in yeah. post. But we can't. Like if we try to make it louder, <laughs> then all the background like buzz sound makes it sound shitty. Gotcha. So I always tell people, man, talk loud. Like, I, like when I do this with people that do actual stand-up and they know how to use a microphone... And they talk loud naturally like you do. Yeah. It's good. It's like because you trained well, well. It's funny that you say that. Uh, uh, pet peeves podcast. One of my pet peeves is comics <laughs> that talk too fucking soft, dude. Sure, yeah. They'll say a brilliant joke and you you missed a word because like, they said it yeah. softly. And you're like, well, wait, yeah. what was that? Right, uh, right. Eat the mic. You don't got to eat yeah. the mic. Well, you know, but, but have like, it here. Vocal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're dude, performing. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, yeah. I, I like that about uh, always doing things, speaking with comedians. Like any kind of I got a speaking gig and I got to have a comic with me. It's like, great. You know how to hold a microphone. Like something yeah. as simple as that can go a long way when you're doing any kind of speaking gig. Yeah. And it, and it happens all the time. I'm a teacher, right? So I'm always going to things with other teachers and they don't know how to hold a microphone. And like you said, they can have great points and brilliant, but no one can hear you. Yeah. And it's like, man, you guys are, I hate, I hate anybody who's not a comic and they have a microphone in their hand. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, Amir K has a great bit about uh, just civilians using a microphone at court, oh, fighting it, uh-huh. and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't do it as good as him, but you get the idea. Like, you I only do, catch, man. he does it so well, and no, uh, I, I butchered his bit. I'm sorry, Amir. It's okay. I'm sure he'll forgive you. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's frustrating, I think, probably for everybody. I don't know, maybe just comedians that I talk to. It's like, anytime you're at a place and there's somebody on the stage with a microphone, and you could tell they don't have any microphone experience and it's like yeah. just get a comic up there just hire a comedian they all need jobs they're all looking for work why do you have that awkward guy who doesn't know how to talk up there hire, hire a comic, comic hire a fucking comic i'll do it i'm a comic i'm in the audience fucking call me up there i will do it 
you know, I'll tell three or four jokes and then I'll read your cue cards. I'll and do, be yeah. So, uh, I actually got asked to host like a film festival, Sure. you know, and I was bad at it because I'm trying to do stand up, but really mm. I just need to host. Yeah. But I, 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 uh, I think I ended up recommending, uh, Greg Santos, because I couldn't do it anymore. I was so bad. <laughs> I was so bad at it. Well, that was I, nice of you. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, uh, and actually a friend told me he's good at that stuff. I'm like, sure, that, I didn't yeah. have that muscle, bro. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like nice to have it all, but you can't, you can't I'm like, do why everything are they, well. Why are they not laughing at me? Oh, <laughs> it's a field with 500 people. It's not meant, it's not stand-up. No, You're just no. hosting an event. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I am so out of my element because I'm used to stand-up, you know? Yeah. Have you ever done anything else besides stand up as far as like public speaking? Uh, I've, before, like, because I know your your kind of backstory. You know that I no, mean, you I weren't never, always doing stand up. You were do what were you doing before? I was a like, I saw head. you. Yeah, a, before the Mothman thing, right? That was like yeah, before your first that, introduction was, to the stage. Yeah, that yeah, that was like my I don't third fourth time on stage. Uh, yeah, was you the were moth super story. young. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, I had no training in any any theatrical anything. I was just a stoner, druggy kid uh, getting into trouble, you know. And then yeah. uh, I was like, "Oh man, I should have been doing this my whole life," you know. Yeah, and, man, but that's, that's what that's what makes you so likable that you like saw the light and you went towards it, you know. Yeah. A lot of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of comics feel like they have to be a piece of shit or a little bit. Of a, hey, of yeah, a, they don't a, have to. You, you don't, don't have, have to be. You don't man. have you do to be an have asshole, be. guys. No, and there's no one way. That's it, man. Everybody's on these weird little journeys, and I like, I like, yeah. it, man. I like, I like the journey. I like that I've left LA and came back because you get like weird delusions when you're in LA. Like you don't know what's what until you leave and you do comedy other places, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people doing comedy that aren't trying to be famous. They're just yeah. trying to tell jokes. You can make an excellent living just oh, yeah. being a non-famous comic. I mean, right, of course, just, famous is a little bit more money. <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, but, uh, I'm out here too. I'm looking for it myself, but at least to a degree. And I'm leaning into yeah. my animal thing, which I had no problem with. You know, The, the yeah. animal podcast is doing well for me. It gets people really interested and excited. People care about the animals. And it's, it's really nice compared to... When I was trying to do a podcast, where it was just all comics talking about comedy, and every once in a while I talk about animals. Now, when the animal part is the main meat of the conversation, even if it steers away from that, people like are they're uh, what would I say? They're attracted. They're attracted yeah. to that like that aspect of the the conversation where it's geared around animals. Like that's well, what and who isn't an animal lover, man? My cat weird. Run! I left the door open a crack because so, I don't. He's outside and I want him to yeah. have access in. Yeah, I was um, really happy to see that, that you always have your cat in your videos. And uh, yeah. when you told me, you, I, I, I promise I accidentally sent, sent Craig this video of my cat skateboarding. Well, my cat loves the skateboard. She jumps on it all the time. And I was trying to send it to my chat group. Uh, and I accidentally sent it to you because I had just sent you something else. It's the and, cutest shit ever. So thank you for doing that. Uh, you're welcome, man. I love it, too. My cat gives me so much things to laugh at when there's nothing to laugh at. You know what I mean? Like, your, your cat is... So dude, interesting. I, dude, I just will, like, my cat will lick me, and I'll be tickling him, and I just am laughing, bro. I'm yeah, fucking laughing. Like, ah! dude. It's, it's unreal. 
Yeah, my dog too. I'm a huge animal lover, man. I love my dog, my cat, my fucking fish, my bearded dragon. Like I have relationships with them. Yeah. It's like now I'm stuck at home for the, I never spent this much time at home for ever, ever. This much time like we've spent during this crisis. Oh my God, me neither, bro. Uh, And I'm hanging out with my pets and it's like, nice, man. This is, this is, this is what I got them for. You know, I spend a lot of money on these fuckers and I hardly ever get to hang out with them. Yeah. I think my cat, I'm I'm not even joking. I think he's finally sick of me. He's like, don't you like, <laughs> you used to leave and come back. You now got you're something just to here. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I swear, because I'm always loving him and petting him and all that shit. And then he, he like, some, you know, first of all, cats are kind of standoffish, but mine's oh, yeah. a lovable, he's a, he's a, he's a charmer, dude. And he's a people person, people yeah, cat. He's always uh, rubbing up on people on the street and. Oh, really? Like rubbing their, you know, when they do the little. He likes attention. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, hey, but not mine anymore. He's got too he just, much of it. Is it just one cat there? You guys just got the just one? Just one. One. And, he's, and it's a boy? Yeah. Yeah, see, my cat, she's she's right here. Speak of the devil. She just came rubbing nice. on my leg. And she she likes attention too, but she's also standoffish. Like if I pet her too much for too long, she'll walk away. Yeah. But if I just like gently like yeah. rubber fur, What's she'll allow cats? it for a Why while. Why do they do that to us? Like just if make, I, I know, if man. I move just in superiority. If I move in on my cat a millimeter too fast, you know, it's gotta yeah. be done right, he's yeah. gone immediately. But if I do it right, he'll just chill. He rubs yep. his tummy, he licks your hand. But yeah, if I, I know, go man. dude, it's I'm like superiority Come on, complex. Dude. Well, and you know, in this podcast, we talk about a lot and we all, there's a lot of theories. One of the primary theories is that they used to be treated like gods in the Egyptian times, you know? Yeah. And that they remember that. So they kind of look down on us like we are their servants. Like they, for some reason, that gene got passed down to the cats. Or they just think they're better than us. That's the only theory I need, bro. That's right? it. That's it. <laughs> that's so true. That's my primary theory. Like maybe there is something to it too. Like maybe there's something to the fact that cats have some superiority. And I think that any animal that like is wants to kill and eat live things, like that's a pretty badass animal. Like it's that, crazy. That, like my dog is super domesticated. Like even if she caught a squirrel or a rabbit, she wouldn't eat it. She would just kill it. My cat, cat would. would fucking kill it and eat it for sure. Or try to bring it to me if she wasn't full. Does your cat do that? Um he, no, he doesn't get bring any you birds. toys he, or he, anything. He brought me a couple cockroaches, dude. I was like, oh, okay. oh fuck, Something, dude. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. See, I my guess cat, it's better than a bird because fuck it's cockroaches. It's better than a bird, but it's still a bird. I'd feel so bad. My cat will bring me her toys. Like she'll just drop it. Like I'll wake up and there'll be her toy right here. She's that's just like that's awesome. it's just what they do. But that means they like you, right? Do you that's, let your cat like. outside? No, I do not. I would, like, my cat is spayed and she's vaccinated, so I would let her out, but I just am worried about her hit, getting hit by a car or eaten by a coyote or fights with other cats or dogs yeah. or any, anything like that. But I'm not against outdoor cats. I'm not, as long as they're fixed and vaccinated. That's my only... Yeah. My cat, I have to let him out because he won't allow it any other way. And, no, what uh, will he do? He, he'll just meow and, and literally whack the doorknob with his little paw. No shit. Uh, until I wake up and I have a small studio apartment. So okay. I feel bad, you know? And no, it, I uh, get it. Is he neutered? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. He's, and he's he comes a, back dude, every day? Every time, dude. He just got, he goes out and look like he goes to the playground and then he comes home. That's awesome. And is there, uh, but there's not a lot of traffic by you. That's what I would worry about. There is, but there's also like, 
I, on my block, like five, six cats that are indoor, yeah. outdoor. Yeah. And that's what originally, after I saw them survive for years, I was like, mm. all right, there's no coyotes down here because of sure. traffic. And I'm lucky. If there was coyotes, fuck no. I'm not going to wake sure. up to my eating baby. I've yeah. heard horror stories and I couldn't live. Oh, my God. No, man. My wife, I traumatized her today. We were watching the uh, Nature's Metal on Instagram. You ever watch this one? I don't, I don't, I don't want to. No, <laughs> what you don't, is it? but it was an uh, alligator getting somebody's dog and it was just heartbreaking, you know, but I can handle it. I've been working in animal medicine for so long. I've seen so much trauma. To me, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what happens when you bring your dog near where there's alligators. I'm good on the trauma, man. I'll pass on that venture. I don't hey. need to be like, oh, and just be mm. fucked the rest of my day and hit like that, you know? No, I don't recommend it to anybody, but I've already yeah. been desensitized. I've been far desensitized. So I know. Why, why do we do that as teenagers? Remember Rotten.com and all that shit? For shock value, man, I don't know. Just to like punish ourselves because we're bad. <laughs> I did it as a teenager, and and to and then I was desensitized, and then it didn't. And then after a while, I think I saw like a decapitate decapitation, and I was like, I'm done. I wanted to vomit, yeah. and I was I, like, why? Yeah. Why? why? No, I remember when those first came out when the internet was brand new. Yeah, and it was like some dude getting his head cut off, and I'm like, Ugh. but I watched it, and then I watched like. You know, this video of John F. Kennedy getting shot in the head and his head yeah. explodes. I watched that. And then it did make me feel sick. And then it I didn't like you, it. Dude. Yeah. It ruined it. I, fucks I didn't you like up. it. That is but not then, normal shit to no, view. No, it shouldn't be able to be like rewound and watched again and rewound and watched again just to mess with you because it's tempting. But then I, I was able to like look away. So I, I know that I don't enjoy grotesque. Like I don't even like watching like Saw. Those kind of movies. Are, I've never seen one because I will not. I dude, can't. It's gross. I'll have to look away. I don't like watching when people vomit in movies either. Like that makes me sick. Yeah. So I'm pretty sensitive, but I've worked in medicine so long. I could help in a surgery. Like if an animal is severely injured and they need my help, you know, I'll suck it up. It's a different mind frame. I can't do it for fun. I probably would pass out even if it was to save someone's life. Like, ah. uh, yeah, I would try. I would try to help. And then I, I would faint. I'd wake you up and make you help me. I need, <laughs> like, I need your on, help. <laughs> Come on, Craig. Snap out of it. I can't do this shit. But I've seen people faint, man. People with the best intentions and the biggest hearts, they come in there and they want to help animals. But that first like real emergency when shit's hitting the fan, oh, I've seen people pass out. Yeah. And, uh, and it's sad, but it's also kind of funny. You know, because it's like, what did you think was going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's why I don't volunteer. I stay at yeah, home well. with my cat. Yeah. Well, what are your cat? Good and healthy? No uh, health issues? What's your cat's name? Mr. Cat. Um, Mr. Cat? <laughs> yeah. He's got like boogers that they've had his whole life. He'll just snot oh. rock it. It's disgusting. And it stays the whole time? It never gets better or worse? Uh, it fluctuates. But uh, the previous owner, because he walked into my home, they said okay. he, he's had it for four years. He's just had it his whole life. Yeah. They've given him all sorts of shit, and it it just helps. Like sure. it all helps. He's got just a. He probably has some viral disease that he's always going to have his whole life. Like a lot of cats have it, and they sneeze. Does he sneeze? Uh, a little bit. He just hawks up giant snot rockets about this big. Uh. Like once a day, every other day. And it sounds like he can't breathe. He can't breathe. Then he just goes, <laughs> and then he's fine. <laughs> and I'm always like, why do you let it build, build up <laughs> until it's like a log? 
Like a lot. I'm not kidding you. Like, like, uh, some of them get almost two inches long and it's almost the width of a pencil, like a thin, thin pencil or pen. Wow. That's super like abnormal. (laughs) Oh, I know. And, and, and then I'll just step in them or I'll find them on my wall and I'm like, oh, maybe he's just like, you know, like some like dirty dudes that just shoot snot rockets and pick their nose and flick it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, maybe he's just super bro-y. Everybody's worried about him, but the 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 vet when I first took him the first time he said that oh that'll go away that'll go mm-hmm. away in a couple of days he's got a cold and okay. then a, after I went to the vet I talked to the owners because I had him for like a week before I returned mm-hmm. him and then he later came became mine um they said he's had that his entire life and it's just a thing and then I've talked to other people that have worked with animals for years and they like sometimes cats. Just have that shit. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So yeah. I just got a snot rocket bandit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I used to work with this doctor who kept uh, hos- hospital cats, like cats that just lived at the clinic. And one of them would always sneeze and shoot snot all over the place. And they used to give them this drug called lysine. Have you ever heard of lysine? They wrote down a whole bunch of shit for me to give him. And I yeah, it's just a supplement. It's not, it. it's not even like a, a prescription drug. It's like a vitamin. You could get yeah. it for for like humans and the GNC and you just like sprinkle it on their food and it's supposed to help like boost their immunity basically and kind of help them fight it on their own. Uh, it kind of works if you wanted to try something, but if you've already tried other stuff and it didn't work and he's fine, yeah. then I don't know, you know, he seems all right. He seems happy, healthy. He's happy. He's got a good life, dude. He's in and out of here all the time and he gets lots yeah. of food and lots of love, dude. He's, that's, that's heaven. Yeah. What more could you want out of a cat? You get to yeah. climb trees and hide under cars and chase bugs and whatever. And I know this is audio, but you could see you see that giant tree in the corner there? Oh, I do. Dude, I got this. One, two, three, four story cat yeah, let tier. Me, let that... me show you mine. You ready? Yeah. Nice. Do you see it? Yeah. With the, her skateboard next to it? Nice. And then she's got the one, two, three, four tier? Yeah. You got to get them. Yeah, and then you got to help them out. That thing takes up 12% of the real estate in my uh, home. So that's how much I love this little bastard. No, for sure, man. We go above and beyond for our pets. But it's the it's the right thing to do because inevitably they're healthier and then you don't have to spend so much money on them. Yeah. Unhealthy pets, at the end of the day, is just going to cost you time and or money, which most of us don't have. Like even if say you have a sick pet and you have the money to take care of it, but you're always busy, you're always not home. So how are you going to help them out? So it's like just taking care of them from the beginning and always being consistent and doing it right. You're going to just save yourself a lot of like time and effort and heartache in the end when you inevitably all animals get old, right? And they get sick. Yeah. But you won't, you won't blame yourself so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People all go through the emotions when their animal gets old enough that it gets sick and starts to die. But, you know, some people can appreciate the process and some people it's going to be traumatic because they didn't take care of their pet. Now I get them the holistic food and uh, you know, grain, top of the line kitty litter. He's spoiled. He gets yeah. He gets, that's what you're supposed to do, man. I buy him Spoil all sorts of toys. I bought him twenty five different toys. He plays with two of them. <laughs> yeah, two. for sure. You know, does he like the laser? Kinda. He he. My cat likes this ribbon on a stick. That's it. Like if he looks at it and he'll just tweak up. You know, that's everything it. else is like eh. I got lasers. I got automatic lasers with feather string yeah. spinners, you know? Yeah, I tie, I've seen those. I tie just ribbons 
to uh, to dress your drawer handles, so he's always playing with ribbons and. And he likes that enough. He he doesn't really give a shit about anything except for that string on a stick. Everything else he plays with a, a minute amount, just very very minimal. And my cat likes my cat loves the laser like a psychopath. Like, do you, have you ever seen the movie Pets Two? Not Pets yet. Life or whatever. Like, it's something like that. But every other cat in history loves the laser. My cat yeah. likes it. He fucks with it sometimes. Not even all what the a, time. He won't even chase it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I bought this cool ass laser. What about a kitty litter? Or I'm sorry, catnip. I actually, I I only used it once. Is it good? I don't even know. I, I mean, it's not. It's not bad. I just some cats don't react to it at all. Do, yeah, I don't. I didn't. I felt like he. I I had uh, one packet of it with the cardboard box. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the scratch box. Yeah, and I had a tube of it, and I put it on some shit, and he doesn't. It never seemed to affect him, so I just sure. stopped using it. Yeah, I have. Should like I try three... different brands or something? Yeah, no, I did the same thing because you know I I have a cat now, but I didn't have a cat since I was a kid. I hadn't had a cat. Do you see her? Yeah, in the background there. Yeah, I hadn't had a cat since literally I was probably twelve years old, and now I got this cat and I'm thirty five. So I hadn't had a cat in so many years. I I thought all cats liked catnip, or at least like a majority of them. Because even when I'm working with them, most owners tell me that their cat likes catnip. So when I tried on my cat, she didn't even notice it. And then I bought like three different brands, didn't even affect her at all. So I'm just like, oh, wow. And then I looked it up and it's more like 50%. 50% of cats will react to catnip and 50 won't. And I don't know why, but it's like, okay, that was a big waste. Yeah. I'm like looking for people who want me to give them my catnip. Maybe I'll sell it to guys outside and tell them it's weed or something. <laughs> The guys at the park. Just give it to them. Be like, here, that's some good yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this <laughs> called that feline OG. Catnip. Know. I probably know. smoked catnip as a 13-year-old trying to get high. I that's could, funny, man. I was yeah. just writing jokes about when my sister and I were young that we used to go in the backyard and try to smoke different weeds that we found because we heard you smoke weed. Yeah. So we look, we literally took uh paper, like notebook paper and paper towel. And rolled joints out of different shit we found in the backyard. Oh, that's so bad for you. <laughs> it was terrible. But we were like 10 and 11, and it's fun to do that shit with your siblings. You you have siblings, right? Yeah, I used to do that too, but I, we had access access to zigzags. My dad had zigzags. Uh-huh. So, but we would roll up grass and call it grass. Like, <laughs> no just, shit, yeah. just really front lawn grass and Regular pretend to smoke lawn. it. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what you do. That's normal. See? It is. Dude, as Man, a that's what kid. I, I was just, you're making me remember all the weird, I think I smoked cloves, like the spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I heard of clove cigarettes, uh, uh, sure. orange peels, banana uh, peels, nutmeg, like stupid shit. None of it worked. You got a headache, no. you feel sick, yeah. it burnt your throat, and you did it the next day. Yeah, you tried it again. You thought what maybe you did it wrong. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> us? <laughs> it's because we didn't have the internet. We were just bored. Yeah. We didn't have the the uh, intense video games that you feel like you're actually shooting people and it it was like Mario Brothers and go play outside like remember those were your options duck, duck, how I'm 35 how old are you 36 30, okay remember yeah. Duck Hunt the original oh, on yeah. Nintendo oh, yeah. for that sure that was the craziest game ever invented so addicting. Like, you could shoot the screen it was interactive it was like yeah. it was like you were in the future it was yeah. like exactly that it's like oh it, and remember, they came out with the the wireless controller with the gun. And I was yeah. like, whoa, my God. Next level. Next level. You just made me think. 
I know I've thought about this a lot, but I've never really thought about it too much in, in, in this sense. Like, I always say growing up without internet was the best because you just dig in the dirt and smoke yeah. shit. But yeah. what you made me think of right now is like we didn't have the internet. Obviously, you just said that because we but we didn't have access to information. Right. So everything was like urban legend, you know, like, oh, I heard this, you know, but there was Mm. no fact checking. So you just tried that shit, you know? Yeah. There was no like, oh, no, you'll go to the hospital if you smoke that. Because you got to now the kids have no mystery. Like I was teaching high school when I was living in Indiana and it was eye opening. The kids, there's no mystery left. There's nothing you could teach them that they don't know that they could just Google. Yeah. So you, you, you as like a master of a topic seem useless to them which wasn't a thing in our time. Like in our time, if you meet somebody who knew a lot of shit about something, that's the only place you're going to get the information from yeah. unless yeah. you have an encyclopedia. Like otherwise, where are you getting this info from? But I now ha- they could just Google it in their pocket. I had the Encyclopedia Britannica, the whole set. We bought it used it, like a, for so cheap, like 10 cents uh, a I mean, like, I remember my mom got it for, like, 20 bucks, like, the whole goddamn thing, and it was so many books. Do you guys still have them? No. No? We do. We use that. I use that in in grade school and middle school, and then the internet came out. My mom bought a whole set of encyclopedias, beautiful set, and I don't know what year, probably, like, the early 90s, right? Like, 91, 92, like, whatever. Yeah, that's when I had them. And, uh, yeah, and they, you got to think like how useless they would be now because information changes so rapidly. So you like print these beautiful books and that information is current for what, maybe a decade and then it's, and then you need like a new set. But back in the day, that was it. With wars and territories, not even a decade, like a year. In a decade, in a decade, everything's different. Imagine there's books right now out there that don't know about the coronavirus, like what we're going through right now, the yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. And then there's going to be books after this that include that in history. And those books are going to be useful and the ones before it aren't. It's just crazy that we've never gone through something like this before. God. I keep trying to remind myself. Fuck this fucking virus, dude. Mm. I think it's a hoax. It's all fake. It's cell, cell, cell phone towers. I can't even talk. Cell, 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 cell. No, I'm uh. kidding. It's real. Man, I think that there's parts of it that are not clear, right? Like, why the fuck is it affecting us in this way and not that way? Why are people reacting this way and not that way? So I don't know, man. I just know that it's better for me to to err on the side of caution. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I uh, I I was joking. It is real. People are dying. That was a joke. And no, man, you're, uh, you're fine. I, yeah, I forgot like the internet. No. He said it's a hoax. Oh, no, man. I, I have my suspicions that there's conspiracies involving, like, first, like, what we what's going to happen next. Like, I think that, you know, for us to think that everything's going to be normal soon, I think is not realistic. You know, I think that it's not going to be normal for a while. That part does scare me. That does, mm-hmm. that shit scares me. It's like government having more control. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's what they right. always fucking wanted. Right. Um, parts of the shit, like, Everyone thinks you're an, a madman if you don't believe it came from a bat, but I'm just like, dude, I got my suspicions. I don't know. Okay. Nobody knows. That's the reality, right? Just, Nobody just fucking knows. Logically speaking, the Wuhan, where it was the epicenter, where right. ground zero, whatever the fuck they call it, that's where they have the viral, viral, yeah. virology lab, laboratory, right? Laboratory yeah. studying yeah. this virus. This shit. But it's from a bat. Like what? 
logically, you're just like that. First no. of all, whether they did it on purpose or accident, whatever. It, it, maybe it was, gonna... maybe it was human error and it was genuinely 100 percent an accident, which is totally a possibility. Do you think they're gonna take blame for that? Be like, ah, they eat bats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, and also well, there's no proof, so I also entertain the idea it is from a fucking bat but just from a common sense like they study bad viruses right where the epicenter started like hello same city hello that's mm. like saying there's a big fire and there's a big fire but this fire didn't start the fire you know what i mean mm. but it's it's right yeah. it's right there it's right have you there. S- have you seen the conspiracies like there's a, a guy who wrote a book in like the 80s about Wuhan Virology Laboratory creating a virus called a coronavirus that is going to be leaked into the news as something spread by animals in a wet market. What? I did not hear that. What the fuck is that? The name of the city, Wuhan, it's like a Dean Koontz book. I even want to look it up. And uh, it it was uh, on I mean, tinfoil hat. You follow tinfoil hat on Instagram? Uh, I think I do not, but I know. Sam Tripoli. I know, yeah, I love Sam Tripoli. He's the man, yeah. dude. God, uh, that's see. so crazy. And that I didn't even know about that. But I'm just saying, logically speaking, this it the the fucking virus lab is where the virus started. Hello. Yeah. Why when is I saw that? that part? That and they're actually like researching weapons, like biological weapons. Like that's what they do at that laboratory. And, you know, it's just hard for me to, and this is comedy and reality where I think in my head, what are the chances that this was a a weapon that they used to try to kill a bunch of people and the United States government just doesn't want us to panic so they won't tell us that it was done intentionally? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a Dean Koontz book. It's called Fever Dreams. God, that's so weird. 1981 book. Jesus. Kuntz wrote about a fictional virus in his novel that is named Wuhan 400. This shit's so weird. I don't even under. I I mean, I don't have the brain to go down the deep conspiracy theory route, but that's so fucking weird. You know, isn't that crazy? No, it's more than weird. Like you said, it'd be like the fire next to the fire. It's more than weird, right? Let's let's all agree. Here's the part I don't understand. Keep in mind. I don't have all the information, but yeah, we're just, the, we're just the, the, the basic facts is the ground zero where the shit epidemic started is where the virus lab is. But then having our perspective, like it could have been leaked accidentally. It could not have been malicious, but people think we're nuts for thinking that they're like, no, it's from a fucking bat. Mm-hmm. But and I, and I, I'm on your side. That, I'm not saying it wasn't from a bat, but maybe you shouldn't be having bats near where they're creating maybe somebody who like worked at the lab got it on them like in a movie like a, hey, a vial how, exploded how about this how about we just uh, don't eat fucking bats and we don't okay. study viruses that could wipe out the planet how about that let me tell you that i recently was in a chat group with a lot of comedians that i respect my friends and i got in trouble for saying that people shouldn't eat bats. They're like, how are you going to tell another culture how to live and what's right to eat? And I'm like, okay, Have you seen granted. a fucking bat? Uh, I'm like, granted, but it's a bat. It's a fucking bat. We can all go without eating bat. But maybe, like they said, there's that those towns in China where they rely on wild meat. And that's what they eat. They eat snakes and bats and frogs and whatever. It's like, all right, you can't like take away one of their sources of food or demonize it. But... 
for the sake of a global killer, maybe we should have some rules think, and regs. I think two things need to happen from this pandemic. Nobody okay. eats a bat ever fucking <laughs> again. And we stop, abolish virus laboratories, whatever the okay. fuck they're called. Is that? And no more developing sicknesses that could kill people. How about stop weaponizing, uh, what is that called? Chemist Diseases. Chemical biology. Or chemical warfare. Chemical warfare, chemical weapons. Yeah. That's the law. How about that? It's, How about that? How about crazy, that? How about stick right? to fire and bombs? Stick to the yeah, like bullets, that. the normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that's so dark, dude. How about we get rid of that, too? Hey, while we're How about, at it. How about dude, we I've just stop said, genocide? Hey, can we do that? I've always been in the theory that we should just all have a sword, right? Or a ninja star and then call it a day. Like, no, no guns, no projectiles. Just swords, ninja stars, maybe that's your projectile. And that'll solve a lot of problems. You're not going to mess with people if everybody has a sword, right? I love uh, every- Maybe, I, but I just love the the dirty tricks of humanity. Like everyone has a sword and becomes expert at it, but there's always one yeah. asshole who has like a Glock. I'm like, yeah. I cheated. And then and he that's takes every country swords. ever. Like, oh, you got a Glock? I got a machine gun. I got a bomb. I got a nuke. You know, it's just that's athletes. exactly the problem. That's why we have the chemical weapons because we know other countries are developing chemical yeah. weapons, and we don't want to get fucked. And it's like, all right, I guess. Can we just lay off the chemical warfare, guys? It'll never happen. They've been doing it for so long. They've been doing it since like the 60s, 70s. They've been making... Oh, dude, uh, World War I, mustard gas. started. Mustard gas, that's right. 1914 or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, the most brilliant chemical scientists are making fucking acid that'll burn your face off. God, that's so crazy. Let's... Oh. Uh, okay, let's it talk about cats is. again. We let's gotta get, get back off. to the cats, man. Chemical That's why I like warfare. the Pet Peeves podcast, man. We can always get back to that. I'm I'm trying to get a bigger place so I can get a big dog. Are you? Do you, what about dogs? You want a dog? Or I, just the cats? I want a dog. I'm just not ready. I got a tiny apartment, and when this isn't happening, I'm busy as hell, and they're just so time consuming. Yeah, man. No, it's something. I think that I have uh, my wife to help me out. That helps a lot. That I have, like, I work in an industry. Like, I could take my dog to work with me, which is a huge fucking advantage. Like, yeah. Most people can't do that. Uh, but some people do. You got people taking comics, taking their dog with them everywhere they go. That's, that's a thing. Cr- that's crazy. I don't know how they do that, but yeah, good it, for them. It would be harder with a cat. Anybody taking their cats on the road with them? Need any cat comics? I've never seen that in my life. No. But that's the beautiful that, thing about cats. You can just leave them. They chill. Mm-hmm. That is it. That's the mistake I made with the bearded dragon, man. We can't... We have to turn his lights on and off every morning and night. Like, he can't sleep with the light on, and we can't leave the light off because he'll get too cold. So, like, he's a pet that I can't leave. Like, I can't just go for the weekend. I'd There's have to no take timers? My, I guess there probably are timers. Does that exist? For probably, sure, man. dude. Yeah. Get yourself a timer. Yeah, you're a smart dude. I got to look into that. Come on, man. I'm writing that down. See, this is why I like the Pet Peeps podcast. I learn from other people. Have you ever had like a, an exotic pet? I had a king snake growing up and a gardener snake, a couple frogs, lizards. Oh, shit. But, you know, I was a little kid and... Uh, you know, you know how it yeah. goes. Pets and yeah, little kids. They you can't don't... take care of pets properly <laughs> as a little kid. You Who need to... allowed that? Parents? Parents? What? When you get your eight-year-old a lizard and a snake, guess what? You have to fucking take care of it. Okay, yeah, guys. It's your, it's your pet too. I'm it's your pet eight. too. I don't think 
Yeah, they all, this down. they all died. They all fucking died. I'm sorry, man. You were you 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 told me you're half Mexican, right? Yeah. Did you grow up Mexican, like around a lot of animals? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Mexican side of you. Like, but that's yeah. good for you. Like as a kid, you get some responsibility. You get to learn at an early age what it means to have a pet. So maybe when you're older, you have a better like concept of the responsibility. You know oh what yeah. I mean? Like it I didn't like after 16, I didn't have a pet until the 35, you know? Yeah, dude, I'm the biggest animal lover in the world. And I didn't own a pet from the age of 25 to 35. Because so for 10 it, years. Yeah, it's a commitment. It's, dude, it's, it's huge. It's a lot. It's, dude, this is a, I got him when he was four. He could go to 18. That's a 14 year commitment. It's not just oh, yeah. shit. No. You know what I mean? No, no, you're a smart guy. That's what I'm saying. You made the right choice with the cat that you could leave. And you're a comic. And I think it's, really hard for comics to have pets because they're not home. Like, it's just part of the, the gig. And that's why in that 10 I've years- I've been preaching to so many comics. I'm like, get a cat. I, I love dogs. I was, now I might, cats and dogs are even before I was more a dog person, but this this cat's the coolest. But like, okay. I tell comics, like, you gotta get a cat because you can leave town. You can leave them mm-hmm. for a day or two. It's fucked up. But he's mm-hmm. not, it's not like a dog. He's no. got a litter box. You get mm-hmm. the water jug that dispenses itself and the food yep. that dis- he's not gonna starve. Right. He might be pissed, but he's nah. not. He sleeps for 18 fucking hours a day. They don't give exactly. a shit. Exactly. They don't give a shit. No, cats were meant for that. That's why you get a cat, because you could leave it home for a couple of days, and the cat's going to be just fine. Chilling. You want to go a weekend to Vegas? You don't need a kit, kit sitter. I still sure. get cat sitters to come visit him because I feel so bad, but I sure. know it's not necessary for like two, three days. Yeah, no, you're right. We we did the same thing. We went to Vegas and we took our dog, but we just got like a dog-friendly hotel, which exists all over the country now. Yeah. There's something called like Fido, Fido Travel or something like that. And that's and, so funny that there's new, just straight industries like, oh, the dog hotel racket because everyone has a fucking dog. Dude, we took our dog and it was awesome. Yeah. Everybody was cool. Nobody like talked shit. Cause you know, if you take your dog places, some people are like give you dirty looks. Yeah. But if you go to the place that you're supposed to bring your dog, everybody's in a good mood. Yeah. And I, everybody like has that. a dog and then you talk mm. and they bond and you're yeah. like, oh, and they yeah. want to meet and yeah. dogs are meeting nose to nose and it's a fun, happy little environment. And I always appreciate being around other dog lovers because my dog could bark and be a little asshole and maybe growl at you if you're a big dude or if you're wearing a hat. But you know, if you like dogs, you know, She's just afraid. You know, she's not trying to intimidate you. She weighs 14 pounds. Yeah. But, you know, we got to deal with that. But I I don't mind. And I'll pay a couple extra bucks to take my dog with me because I can leave my cat at home. I don't know what I'm going to do with the bearded dragon. I'm going to have to, like, hire a dude or get a timer. Fuck it. Get a fucking timer, bro. And you can even get a timer for crickets. I've seen that in the store that, like, has a little thing that opens up and crickets can jump out and then it closes. Have, you know what I mean? I haven't seen that, but dude, if that exists, come on, bro. There's definitely timer heat lamps and rocks and shit. What's up, Pet Peeves podcast listeners? If you or someone you know has a cat and you notice this cat drinking from the bathroom sink or from the bathtub, it's because cats prefer cold, fresh, flowing water. Most people leave a bowl of water on the floor all day and cats don't like to drink it. This causes a lot of cats to develop kidney diseases later in their life. We'd like to recommend a plug-in automatic water fountain to our listeners. The Purr Power Pet Fountain is perfect for cats or dogs. It has a centralized fountain, which is great because we had one where it was on the side and my cat and dog would make a big mess. The sound of the water flowing will attract them to the fountain and they can drink fresh flowing water all day. 
It does come with a filter that needs to be cleaned and changed from time to time, similar to a Brita water filter. Use our Amazon affiliate link in the description to purchase the Per Power Pet Fountain and you will help support the Pet Peeves podcast. I recommend this for any pet owner out there who wants to prevent kidney failure and kidney problems in their cat or dog and for people who just want to get their cats out of the sink and out of the bathtub. Use the Amazon affiliate link in the description and help the Pet Peeves podcast grow. Thank you guys and let's get back to the episode. But I was going to say, uh, I love that cat cafes are a thing now. Huh. And they have so many rules. I said, I forgot most of them, but it's like, don't pet the cats and this and that. Cause their yeah. cats are so finicky and they're not like yeah. dogs and they're not friendly yeah. towards one, no. one another, but there's so many, it's so funny. And I love Have you ever it. been to one? No, I've been just outside of one and peeped my head in a couple of times. That's it. No, I, I read about them and I want to go, but I haven't been yet. That is something that I would probably enjoy. Like I need to get way more into the animal culture. Like this is what I'm telling you, like with this podcast and my job, like I'm really just going to lean into the animal thing. And what I want is for people to like ask me for help. You, you got some animal event going on. You need some fundraising or you need like a, a host or anything like that animal related let me know. I want to like yeah. really help people out with the animal part. It just, you know, the more I help people with their animals, the better my life gets. And I always didn't, I never, I'm telling you, when I was doing stand up all those years, I didn't want to be the veterinary comedian, even though that's what I went to school for. But then the more I did it, like just by default, because that's what I was doing all day at work, like people cared, people liked it. Like, oh shit, I guess, you know, I'm no fool. Oh, yeah, I'll dude. keep doing it. Uh, uh, doctor fucking. Ken, Ken Chung yeah. was a doctor. Ken Jung. That's amazing. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, man, it's fun. It's fun to like see that you could teach people as you're doing comedy. Like you could just be fucking around and people learn shit. It's like, oh man, this is, this is pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I was like, man, I remember uh, learning, learning a lot of shit from you too, man. I've seen you having uh, a lot. Like I told you earlier, I've seen you like trying different things as I've known you as a comedian. And I just thought like, how long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, I don't know. I've, a year and a half. Yeah, not long. Yeah. So, like, you already have, what, 75 episodes, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. You're putting a lot of work in. Like, that's what I, I like, and I always try to, like, when I have comic friends on, to tell them, like, what what you've done that's inspired me or motivated me. And it's like that I see you, like, pumping out content, and it's always like something fresh and original. And it's like, oh, wow, man, these these guys are, even though they've achieved a lot from the eyes of other people, they're still trying to do more and more because they know how like how quick things could change. Do you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I, it's, it's scary. I can't, I don't know how to do TikTok, but I'm always trying to, I should get on there. I mean, uh, but you know, I, I, it's, I have enough trouble with Instagram. It's like, sure. you always got to be doing shit. And yeah, it's man, always got to be you. bangers. They got to be yeah. hits. Yeah. You got to take it down. <laughs> you got to bat a thousand. This is uh, an unforgiving world. It's insane. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, man, it's wild though. Like I just got on TikTok, funny that you mentioned it, like three or four days ago, right? And it's just crazy that, you know, because I have uh, comic friends, right? And they'll put something out on TikTok and it'll get 100,000 views. Oh, my and homie then, Nate Hurd is TikTok famous and has four followers on Instagram. Not really, but he has... He has like, I don't even know the numbers, but 2,000 on IG to 200,000 on TikTok. Like it's God like, damn. it's, he's killing it. It's, it's insane. 
Yeah, so it's just things like that. And I was so against TikTok two weeks ago. And now I'm on it in my video. I put out a video and it got like 6,000 views in two days, which in TikTok numbers, that's not a lot. But me as a comic, been doing comedy so long. It's so like many. 6,000 so views on one video is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And you guys, these, you guys are in a different generation. So you think it's nothing because it doesn't have a K after it or it doesn't have, it's not in a millions. Yeah. But you're wrong. There's all these faces that have heard my joke, which is all I ever wanted. Like, yeah. That's all I ever wanted. Somebody put that in perspective for me and it was the best analogy ever. And I don't remember who did it. So that's fucked up. I can't credit them, but oh, well, the knowledge gets spread around is yeah. they said like, I was like, felt, I was like, oh, that only got 800 views or whatever. And they're like, wait a minute. That see, that's a bad attitude. Cause if you look at it, like at the, let's say you perform at the world famous comedy store sold out in the main room. That's 350 people. Right. That's a lot of people. You look at that audience. That's a fire crowd. That's amazing. Yeah. Now you just did over double that. Think yeah. of it that way. You right. did two sold out main rooms and a sold out, uh, original room, you know? Right. And right. You but like when you state, just see that like number on the theater. internet, you're like, Oh man, that's not, it. but it's like, dude, if it's over a hundred, if it's under a hundred, I'll give you that. That's you're like, no, <laughs> but even then you're still Better than reaching nothing. people. You, yeah, no. And it is about perspective. Cause like this podcast is newer. And at some points so when I was first doing it, it wasn't getting any listens. Like I was getting maybe like, you know, you release an episode and it's hot for a couple of days and, and the hottest episodes would get like 50, 60, 70 listens. Right. And I was like, really not that I was discouraged, but I just kind of was like, Hey, I do it for fun. I just do it for fun. And then they started getting more listens and more listens and more listens. And then I told somebody at an open mic, I was like, yeah, you know, my podcast gets like maybe on average 200 plays every episode. And he's like, what, what? And you've only done 30, 30 episodes. You're getting 200 plays and downloads an episode. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a lot. He's like, no, dude, I've tried to do a podcast. I can't get 10 people to listen to mine. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess it depends on any ass. It, it, it does. Because I remember one time I was down in my head about my da views, downloads in the beginning. I was like, damn, I only get like, I, I think it was like 200 or something. And yeah. I, I felt bad about that. And they're like, they same thing. They're like, man, I've been doing mine for four years and we can't break 200. And I was like, oh, right, right. and yeah. I shut my mouth because I felt yeah. bad. That's the other thing, man. I'll go like check out some of my other friends posts and they won't get as many likes or views as mine. And I'm like, okay, I know it doesn't equate to anything, but it does let me know that what I'm doing is working and I should keep doing it. You know what I mean? Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> oh he's big dude he's, he's a, a big ass cat monkey oh no the cord got stuck on his oh. don't panic buddy <laughs> mr cat <laughs> mr cat did he have another name when you met him charmer i charmer i just i had him i'll tell you the whole story of my cat dude this love bug he knocked on my door, I swear to God. He, he huh. I, I have a screen door that doesn't shut all the way, so he started slapping his paws on it, and he started sticking <laughs> his face to open my door, literally knocking and opening my door. <laughs> and then I just opened it because I love animals. And uh, sure. <laughs> I was with a friend, and she said, don't eat him. I mean, feed him, eat him. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That Somebody sounded, was a comic and she's messing with you. <laughs> no, don't uh, feed him. Because I knew nothing about cats. She's like, do sure. not feed him because he'll, he might not go home. Yeah, I he'll never like, leave. All right, I'm not going to feed him. But he looked thirsty, so I gave him water. She's like, water should be all right. So I gave him some water, and he drank so much water. 
he was so lovable and just kept purring and rubbing against me. And then I was like, all right, I got to go. You got to, you got to go. And I I locked, we left, he went outside. Then I go do stand up and come home two, 3 AM. He's sleeping in the bushes right outside my door. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I just pet him. I go inside, go to bed. And then for three days, for three days, he stays sleeping in my bushes, won't leave my porch. And I'm like, all right, dude, I got to fucking feed you. You know, it's been three days. You obviously don't have a home. You're living in these bushes. So I gave him a can of tuna. Then finally, I let him in my home. And he came right in. He came right in. And then, like, I'm nervous, dude. I've never had a cat. I've actually never really liked cats before him. My dad, he was a weirdo. Dogs only. No cats. I hate cats. You know, like that mentality. It's just old curmudgeon for no reason it's like hey both are awesome how about that yeah and then uh so i get a litter box and he's sleeping i'm just afraid of him pissing and shitting because i know cat piss smells so strong i was like oh god and then i like leave and go out all night and come home and i'm so worried and this motherfucker didn't move an inch just stayed sleeping in the same didn't move and then uh after a week I post them on the internet this whole time. I'm doing Insta stories. Uh, that's the picture where you're sleeping in the sink? <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't know when that one was. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I post them all the time. But then everyone on the internet was like, you got to take him to the vet. And I took him to the vet and he had a fucking microchip. And then I was like, and then he paged the person. I got in contact with them. And, uh, and then they're like, yeah, bring him here, please. We've been missing him for a week. And I was like, God damn you, internet, because <laughs> I loved them at this point. And then I said, I went to their house. They had five animals. They had three cats, two dogs, and two kids, and they were moving. And I was like, hey, I love this cat. You got to give me your cat, man. I was like, come on, man. I asked very nicely and better than that. And then I was like, I'm a lonely comic. Please, I need them. And then they were so sweet. And they said, you know what? Give us one week with them. And we'll probably give them to you, but let us have one one more week with him. And then a week went by, and I don't even know. I think I said, hey, what's, hi, guys. And then, uh, because it was one of the daughters, her little girl. She's Mm -hmm. like, you can have them. I have, she was so sweet. She's like, I have three cats. I don't need three. You can have one, you know? Wow. And then I got them, and now I love them. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool, man. What a coincidence well how far away was it you cut out for a second there how far away did they live from where you uh, not far at all just a block block and, and the cat half. never started i don't think he was happy there to be honest he's seems not that they're bad owners or bad people i just mean he's a chiller he's mm. a mellow mellow cat he turns up but at 3 a.m and that's it he just <laughs> sleeps and is lazy cat and they had two kids and five animals two adults yeah. it wasn't you know, it was no, man. it was a it you was probably, a bustling home. That was you probably did them all a favor. Did the cat a favor? Yeah. You know, it's just like destiny. He walked into your life. Yeah, and he was just so like a homeless grateful. guy sleeping on your porch. Yeah, you felt sorry for he him. was, dude. <laughs> he was. He literally. I I got it on video. It's on my IG story. It's just like two minutes long. The whole because I caught a lot of it on Insta story, and then I just clipped it all together. Sure. And you see the whole process of it, and he. 
I got him walking into my home for the first time ever on oh, tape awesome. on Insta Story, and uh, oh, that's awesome. I was so scared. I was like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, cats are scary for sure. You now, never know. Now, cut to me scared of him entering my home. Now he's like licking my face, and there's cat fish breath on me, and I'm just like, just laughing. No, man, that's awesome. My cat, dude. I'm telling you, I didn't want a cat. I really didn't because of the just enormous amount of responsibility it could be. But I went, and I've told the story on the podcast 10 times, so I just want to like wrap it up. But I went to my wife's work, and at the time we were in Indiana, and she worked at this cow farm, and I went to work with her one day. I was feeling bad about myself. Long story short, I went on a work trip, and I got way too drunk and overslept and missed my flight, and it ended up costing me like, you know, fucking three, $400, and I was really mad, right? Really upset. So I went with my wife to work just to like not think about my mistake, and I see this cat. And it's the cutest cat. And it keeps like following me around in yeah. this barn. You know, they choose us. And, they choose us. Dude, follow me, follow me. I'm petting her. I'm playing with her. And I'm just like, I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. So I put her down. And then I was telling myself in my head, if she continues to follow me, I'll take her. You know what I mean? Like if she keeps following me, I'll take her. So then we walked around a little bit more and she disappeared. We didn't, we didn't know where she went. So I was just like, phew, I dodged that bullet. I really don't want a cat right now. And then cut to maybe an hour later, we, we left and had to come back. My wife had forgot something and we had to come back. And sure enough, I tell myself, if the cat is there, I'm going to take her. And so we went there and the cat wasn't there. And I was like, oh, good. I don't have to have this cat. And then as soon as I had the thought, I'm not going to have it. Here she comes from under the bush right up to me, right? Nice. Runs right up to me and is at my feet. And she's playing with these rocks. Like she has little gravel road and she's like batting them back and forth to herself and it's the cutest damn thing you've ever seen, right? A little tiny kitten just batting rocks to herself back and forth. So I named her Pebbles. And nice. then I took her home and she was like a great addition. She gets along with my dog really, really well. And we love her to death. And then the strange coincidence is like maybe two months before, right? My wife had been working at this dairy farm. Two months before or whatever, a few weeks before, she had sent me a video of a cat with something hanging out of its butthole. So this... You know, I mean, long story short, it's my cat that we have now, but the kitten was born with a prolapsed rectum. Oh, Do you know no. what I mean? Yeah. So his rectum was like popping out. My wife sent me this video asking me my like professional opinion. What should we do about this kitten? And I'm like, I don't know. It looks like it's probably not going to make it. I, like it's got a piece of its organ hanging out and it lives in a barn, you know, like I don't like either take it to a doctor or just leave it there. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to accept the responsibility of that cat having a bunch of problems. So uh, when we found the cat, like you could still tell that it had some problems back there, but a lot of times the mom cats will lick the prolapsed rectum because it happens on kittens and puppies. It's like common. So the mom cats will like lick it and lick it and lick it and it'll go back in. So my cat was like kind of normal. Like if you look at her now, you can still tell that she had like a weird butthole, but that's just like her cute little trait. Yeah. She's got a... Like an Audi as and, a butthole. And so now you have that cat with the fucked up yeah. booty hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> That's I, so I didn't funny. know it was going to happen that way. It's just such a crazy coincidence. But like, I remembered my wife sending me that video after we got the cat. And I'm looking at like at the video and I'm like, That's the same fucking cat. And I'm looking at her butthole and I'm like, Hell yeah, that's the same cat. It was like, meant that's to just be. Crazy. Man. It was meant, meant to, to be. be. Exactly. Meant to be. Like you said, they find us. Yeah. Same thing with my dog. My wife found the dog on the streets of El Paso. My wife's from El Paso and she found the dog like running through the streets. So she like lured it over with some meat and rescued it off the street. Yeah. So we have like two rescue pets in our house. Nice. Oh yeah. And then I we didn't... got 
Go ahead. I guess I said mine's a rescue, but no, I just stole yeah. them. No, both. <laughs> you stole them from a from a worse environment. You you upgraded his life. They watch this podcast. They're like, I want them back. I heard you. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> no. They know you you did yeah. them a favor, man. When you have all those kids and a bunch of other pets, you can you can let one go. Otherwise, those I'm just pets end up five in the animals, two kids. That's seven thanks. That's too many thanks, guys. I made and it a nice six, a nice even number. If they wanted their cat, they would have tried. You know what I mean? They yeah. gave it to you. The little girl gave you her blessing. You, you did them a favor. Yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. And the cat appreciates it. Is he like you said? He's three a.m. warrior. He goes wild. Three a.m. like clockwork turns up. Dude, I, there's this video out there if you've ever seen it of a guy dressed like a cat pretending like he's going nuts at two or three a.m. And it's like the opening scene is the clock turning to two or three maybe. And then the cat just starts knocking all the shit off the drawers yeah. or the dressers and climbing all over the bed and sitting on the guy on the on the girl's chest. And it's this hilarious video. And my cat does the exact same thing, dude. Dude, like, like clockwork. In the middle of the night, my wife and I, we sleep next to each other, right? And the cat will run across both of our chests and then jump onto the window sill. And there's plenty of space. The yeah, he doesn't go, have to do that. No. And then <laughs> She'll sit right here when I'm asleep and like stare at me if she's hungry. Yeah. And she'll start licking me and she'll lick my nipples if she. Mine like, don't, that's how she bite my up. hair right on my face, right <laughs> here, right on my hairline. Yeah. That's start what she does to my wife pulling too. Pulling it, going, <laughs> pulling it. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I'm it's sleeping. It's hilarious though, but it's cute, right? It's so cute. It's so cute. No, I can't. I wouldn't have it any other way. My my pets definitely wake me up in the morning, and I like that. Like I wake up to taking them outside and. Yo, feeding them and it's a nice routine. I feel like it's normal. It yeah. makes me feel normal. And for a lot of my life, nothing was stable. You know, when I was 10 years of traveling around doing comedy, nothing was stable, man. I never had the same job for a year. I never lived in the same place for a year. And it was fun, but it was kind of terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's brutal, man. This, uh, it's, Yeah, this it's, is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the pets and the pets get to appreciate it. Like, they're, they're the luckiest fucking pets. They don't have no worry in the world and they got like m- my wife and myself that are just 24 7 we don't have any babies you know i have a stepson now he's 19 but other than that no babies isn't that crazy that is crazy yeah most people don't know that my wife's kid is 19 and he's in college and uh you know i'm a stepdad for the last what four years now and it's definitely like makes you different you know what i mean like there's For an sure. adult yeah yeah my cat made me different let alone a fucking human being dude dude a little bit more responsible <laughs> a little less likely to take it to take risks and you know even little things my wife wants me to be more conscious about like you know smoking weed and t- talking to people about weed and i'm like and it's only because she has a kid so i have to do that you know You're for like, her babe, and for it's, him it's just weed <laughs> it's just weed it's california but she's like but she's like but you're trying to push the co- the the podcast is educational and how professional can you appear when you and your friends are always high and i'm like i understand you know she has a point yeah you know what i mean she has a point so i do try to scale back but i'm telling you originally the podcast was just supposed to be comedians talking shit like pet peeves like complaining about stuff yeah and the and the fact that it was pet related was only because I have that, you know, the veterinary background and I was always going to help people with their pets one way or another. But it wasn't meant to be like all pet, 
nothing, nothing well, ever. Well, that's a beautiful serious. thing about starting something. It just takes mm-hmm. its own narrative and you never know what it's going to turn into. And then it turns exactly. into this other thing. You're like, well, that's pretty fucking awesome. And you had no intention or even the slightest mm-hmm. clue that that's what would have happened. Yeah. That's the journey, man. That's what I, that's what I love about coming back to LA. I meet people or not meet people, but like reunite with people like you. I met you a long time ago when I didn't know anything. Like I was very, uh, like I made a lot of mistakes that I wouldn't make now, but now the way th- things turned out, I'm happier than I probably would have been if I could go back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't change anything, but there were times where I wish, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. But through the progression, like I tried this, I tried that, this didn't work, so I tried that. I wasn't happy with this, so I tried that. This was going good, but I wasn't happy at home, so I tried this. And that ultimately led me to where I am now, where things are as better than they've ever been. Like They're better than ever, and I can't feel more like appreciative of the journey that I went on that you just happened to be a part of. Like coincidentally, like I, I met you through mutual friends first. Do you remember that? I don't even remember. I just know I've known you forever. Dude, I met you through uh, this dude, Sean. You remember Sean? You like grew up with him? Sean Michaels? I can't remember his last name. He's married. He, he has a kid. He lives in Hawthorne. Tattoos, short dude. Yeah. Scrappy. Short dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I met you through him way before I ever did stand-up in L.A. Like, I first moved to L.A. and I didn't do stand-up yet. I was still, like, finding a place to live and finding a job and trying to meet people. And I met you through them. We, like, went to go see you at the comedy store one night. Me, him, and this dude, J.G. Do you remember J.G.? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we met at, like, open mics. No, man. I met you through them first. Then I met you like randomly just like because we already met it were introduced yeah then i saw you like other places like c- crossing paths but then just by chance you were doing those brian monarch shows and i had met travis travis hooked me up with brian monarch yeah and and then i you know we crossed paths again but now we're sharing a stage so it was like i met you then and then then and then i saw you at travis's show and the hollywood hotel yeah again just coincidentally we're, we're both doing shows with travis and travis is my boy i love travis yeah he's the man so it's just like great dude hell yeah so just by chance, I've like, because otherwise I don't follow every comic. Like I can't, right? I can't follow them all. Yeah. But I've been following you and it's just been like great to watch you do all this shit, dude. And I just think about like how many people have farted on their managers because of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully thousands. <laughs> Probably a lot, dude. I think it's awesome. And I really think like it was a good time in your comedy because you like got fired, right? Is that true? Dude, it was, it was the... Uh, uh, I say this all the time, but it sounds like a fucking joke. Farting on my manager and getting fired from Trader Joe's is the best thing that has happened oh, yeah. in my comedy career thus far. Yeah, man. That you shit was keep, crazy, dude. It set you me can't free. Keep telling those. Yeah, absolutely, man. When I would hear you tell jokes about last night I was doing a theater and today I'm stacking bananas, like I'd be like, dude, Crick, can I, he's not happy. That's not something yeah. happy people no. do. No. And it was the truth. It's in my act, dude. I'll never yeah. forget this. One time I was hosting Monarch show at the comedy store, sold out main room. Dave Chappelle pops in. He goes, Hey, you got you guys mind if I do a set? And we're, we were like, Yeah, dude. Like you don't you don't have to ask. And uh he went up, it was amazing. And the next morning I, I clocked in and they're like, Craig, we need you to go clean the, the bathrooms, the toilets. <laughs> and I was like, I was those fucking mopping and and they always ask me to do that shit because I actually did a good fucking job. It was so annoying. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's 40 employees here, but they're all lazy fucking sacks of shit mm-hmm. that don't want to touch a goddamn toilet. And mm-hmm. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. So I have, I, I, anyways, but you I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> I earned that turd. And I was mopping up 
not like it wasn't shit, but you know, little specks of shit. And I was just sure, like, it's a toilet. I was just talking to it. It's a bit of mine, but it's a hundred percent true. And I was mopping up fucking turds on a toilet. And I was like, I was a goddamn rock star last night. <laughs> just this <laughs> bullshit. And I was no, like, man. I went from Dave Chappelle, my one of my heroes, to a fucking toilet. And yeah. and and. Six hours. I mean, this is at midnight, and I work early bird, 6, 7 a.m. So in a difference of six hours, I was the king, the king, one of the goats. Richard Pryor is my my goat, personally. But one of the goats, I know greatest of all time, there's so many. There's Carlin. uh, Dude, I'm a Chappelle. Chappelle's at the top of my list, especially after seeing that Mark Twain. Dude, Chappelle, uh, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Bill Burr's coming in hot. Bill Burr. Louis, there's so yeah. many goats, That's dude. Too many. too many. Too many goats. Anyways, I went from Dave fucking Chappelle to a goddamn toilet, and I was just like, this has got to end. And it Man. did end uh, maybe two, three yeah. months after that. Your fart on your manager was your call for help. It was. It was. <laughs> that was you, you. You wanted to commit occupational suicide. So the truth of that bit is, my I in, the, in my joke, bit version i say the manager i fired on fired me but my manager i actually fired on was the homie he mm. didn't he fired on me i fired on him he didn't we he called me asshole i call him pussy face we're buddies it was just homie shit you know sure and then uh but it, i posted it online and it went a little viral and corporate saw it um. along with many many other videos but they're like get this <laughs> fucking farting kid showed us soda shaking up motherfucker out of here and then my yeah. boss that firing means my homie he's about to cry like hey I, I was about to say did he cry oh uh, we both almost did because i was there 11 years bro it was like yeah and like i'm not trying to toot my own horn but when you're at a grocery store 11 years and you're a funny jokey joke no, i had part report, of the family I, was, I, I would joke like i'm the mayor of tj's west hollywood you know like everybody mm-hmm. knew me i was always joking with all the customers i literally watched kids grow up the very few kids in the neighborhood because I was there 11 fucking, you know what I mean? Nah, and, no, uh, I was telling my wife your story because I made her watch your your bit about it. And yeah. I was telling her your story about how long you worked there. And that's really like touching because you cared. You put your like life in that place. It's, it's a, a good a big job, chunk. man. It's a good man. job. It got dental, health care. <laughs> you got a nice smile. Shampoo. It's good. <laughs> but he was firing me and he literally went to my show Saturday and then fired mm. me Tuesday. Like he... Wow. He was a fan. He was the homie. And he's like, and it was just so funny. He's reading his like paper. Like it's become to my knowledge that you've been taping in West Hollywood Trader Joe's and it's like full year mm. in the videos. Like you don't wow. got to But <laughs> obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rat him out. Fuck no. But like you said, it was great timing. I mean, like yeah. the, it's like those eye opening experiences you know, it's enlightening like you have that moment where you're doing the big stage and dave Chappelle, and then you're back at work and you're like fuck man something's got to give right yeah. something's got to give and you know I, i'm sure you made the right choice i'm sure you don't regret it no and no, no just awesome, oh, and and i was very and very I'm sure, lucky it happened the time that it happened because it happened a year or two earlier i don't know if i would have survived yeah, off stand up you know sure. i would have survived no. but now it's solely stand up yeah, man, that's awesome. So, how is the COVID nineteen, man? You when you get, got shows get gigged again? Do you have any oh, foresight on that? Anything? I finally got a headlining tour, and COVID wiped it out. Uh, it's all getting rescheduled, and I'll be back, and I'll 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 hit this shit as hard as I can, legally allowed to, and uh, 
Yeah, I'm just waiting, you know. The whole world's waiting. Have, We're all just waiting. Have you done any of the uh, Zoom shows or online stand-up shows? I've done shows? a couple of them, man. I'm not a fan at all. No, uh, man. There's like a huge... It's weird. Uh, yeah, there's a wave of comedians who won't do them anymore. Like, they did them, they didn't like them, and now they won't do them anymore. I, I'm, I haven't done one yet. It seems, like, pretty hard. It's... I'm done with them. I keep, yeah. like, close homies ask me, and I'll do them. I'm like, oh, man, like... Sure. And if it's, it's like, like even a best buddy, like I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, doing it no. for you, not. Sure. It's it's just weird, you know. It's stand up's yeah, no, all about I, energy and connection, it's and not then, the same format. And you're supposed to talk to a, a screen and and tell jokes yeah. like podcasts. That's one thing. We're just having a sure. conversation. Right. But to tell stand up, you're like, ah, oh, this is this is no. You no, know, this works. This works, and I think uh, this is a better format. I think that it, instead of doing, and I'm not saying don't do the the show. If there's people out there willing to pay to see you because they're a fan of yours, then you got to do it, right? Like that's that's one thing. But if, like to just put on a show because you're bored and you know it's not going to be good, and you know the comedians don't really want to do it, just do like something else. Do like a, a group chat, like a podcast style. Yeah, because I think like. I think these conversations during this crisis are going to be more worthy. Oh, absolutely. The, They're hilarious. Yeah. They're therapeutic. Sure. They're going to help people yeah. through. And it's all mm -hmm. comedians who's better at being like, oh, fuck this, you know, and but making exactly. it fun. Well, right. I love, see, I, I, I try to be peaceful, hippie and love and positive, <laughs> right. all this shit. But there's something about comic hate. You know what I mean? It is uh -huh. so, like Lewis Black when he rants and talks shit. Mm -hmm. It's so, you know what I mean? But if you put that same hatred into a civilian who's not charismatic and funny, it just is no, straight up like, hate speech and it puts yeah, you, you in like a bad Hitler. mood. You know, mm -hmm. it puts you in a fucking mm -hmm. bad mood. But if you get a comic no. to do it, it's so enjoyable, you know? Hey man, that's, all, that's exactly what my point was earlier. Any, anybody who's public speaking should be a comic or do some stand up. It's like they say, if you want to be a good person, you should be in the service, food service industry. Like oh, be yeah. a, a waiter or a bartender for at least a year. Like if you want to be a public speaker, you should do stand up for at least a year. Like at least a year where you're doing open mics and doing big shows and little shows and shitty shows and, and then you're writing no, your no, own material. And then no crowd will ever scare you ever for the rest Man. of your life. You do open you'll mics know how for to get a year. Them back. You'll be doing Dodger Stadium and you won't even blink an eye. You're like, I did rock paper, motherfuckers. I did rock paper. <laughs> and then I did big wangs. Yeah. And then I did. Oh, big wangs was the uh, worst. Dude, it was the worst. It's, but every once in a while, you get like a nice group of people in there and you can like talk shit to one guy at a table yeah. and have a fun night. But you know, not the same. Not the same. I like this format. I really don't mind doing the podcast. Like I would really love to get a lot of stage time, but I know that that's asking a lot right now. You know, I have to like work my way back up to that because I left and came back. So I have to like get back in the groove, but I haven't gotten a good schedule in. You know what I mean? Like I need to have a schedule that works for me and then I can do stand up. But right now with just the podcast, like it's, it's, it's fun. I like it. I like that comedians want to be on it. I like that my friends uh, will come and be on it and make it, fun and funny, you know, I, yeah. I feel like if I just had to keep reaching out to people that I, I don't really talk to anymore or reach out to people that I, that, you know, I, like, I don't even know what they're doing, you know, but I just need a guest that I don't want that at all. I want to be like going to shows, going to open mics, meeting comics, having a fun conversation with somebody in that conversation. They mention that they got a dog or they love dogs or their dog is sick. And now you're my next guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the best. Like, yeah, that's that's the best, man. Like as soon as 
You said me, oh, I fucking love cats. I'm like, oh, perfect guess. Like, I don't even care what else is going on. Like, you actually love animals and do comedy. That's it. Come on. That's Come so, on that's so, yeah. It's fun. And I and I bet there's a lot, man. There's, do, you, do you talk to other people? Like, uh, oh, the animal biggest, comedy? Oh, my God. Laura Bites loves animals. Uh, Nicole Amy Shriver, uh, fucking love is an understatement. That girl is insane with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She's dude, always we taking do. care of uh, different people's animals and yeah, me, me, I'm trying to like come up with some way, and this is just me thinking out loud because we're about to start wrapping up here. But like, there's got to be a way to do like benefit shows or even just regular comedy shows where people could bring their dog. Have you ever done a show where people bring their dogs? I've seen a dog in the audience maybe three times throughout my career, but uh, most of the comics make fun of that person. People, yeah, for sure. And that dog. Yes, but if it was designated, like this is the bring your dog show, and comedians, sure, you could write jokes. Yeah. about the people who bring their dogs like that's given but to have a show designated where everybody brings a dog it's just gonna be hard it's gonna to be a neat, uh, it's gonna be a backyard show but i i could see yeah. that being a fucking hit <laughs> yeah it would have everybody, to be a backyard yeah. show and dogs would have to be like they could get ejected like if they're heckling like yeah. if your dog is being fucking disruptive <laughs> he gets three warnings fourth we got like get fourth three warnings four time you're out of here dog but we can make it cute like where it's yeah. like funny like the dog gets ejected, but, you know, they get, like, a goodbye bag, a doggy bag, or whatever the hell. Or there's, like, maybe a doggy jail in the back, a little crate that well, they I'll get put you in. What, they... You do it and organize it, <laughs> and I'll bring a dog. <laughs> there you go. You got to go get a dog, though, or borrow a dog. I'll borrow, borrow a, dog. a dog. Yeah, there's all people out there. I need to find, like, a, a trustworthy pet sitter out there. That's what I need. It's so I very go to hard Vegas. to find. Yeah, man. Uh, probably not that. Cause you could always hire a dude, but then they're in nah, your place. You got you to have a you got to have a close homie. You got to have a whole Amy Shriver or a lot. You know, like a Travis. Dude, have a I don't. I would actually don't ask Travis. I wouldn't trust him with my cat. <laughs> Travis has been here. I trust him. He's been. He likes rats. Travis is into anybody rats. Anybody likes that? rats. That's weird. I don't like Travis anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Travis's episode is super popular. A lot of people like rats. Me and him talked about rats That's for most so of his episode. People do love rats. I know it's a thing. Yeah. That's fucking weird, man. I rather have rat a tattoo-y. bat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, man, I, I love uh, good times to end the podcast. I feel like we squeeze in everything. The only thing left is to see if anybody asked us any questions on the internet. And let's see, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And if they did, then I like to answer them live. Okay, no, nobody asked any questions. So that gets us off the hook on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Usually people ask dumb questions, so it's, it's not even a big deal. But uh, I like it when people ask serious questions and I get to answer them. That's always fun for me, but whatever. They they uh, didn't ask this time, but uh, if you come up, any got any pet questions? You got a cat? Any pet questions? No, it's, I don't know. I've... Yeah, your cat's happy and healthy. If you ever have any, let me know, and we'll talk about Thank it. You. I was helping out uh, Brian Blank yesterday. You know who that is? Yeah. So he's going to be on the podcast later today, and he has a dog that's old and sick, and I've been helping him with her. And uh, you know, I I just like uh, I was going to ask you if you knew him and you knew about the shows he puts on over here in uh, Tortuga Bay. Do you know these shows? I think so. Yeah, he puts on shows over here. I was going to tell him he should have you on. I've th- I've I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him about it when he gets here. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about is Travis mentioned about some comedy app that you mentioned on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy Showcase app. Um, that shit, I hope it blows up because uh, it's a subscription-based app. So it's three bucks 
at $2.99, and one-third of subscription goes to the comedians on the app. Yeah, so you get paid you. for your footage, and you own your footage. So let's say you put your shit on the app, and then you get some Netflix shit, HBO, whatever. You go, hey, take it off. Fine, no problem. You get a profile, and if the app blows up, I should speak more positive. When the app blows up, you're going to get paid. Right now, it's brand new. It's actually mm. not even available to the public. It's still, uh, it'll be more, about two weeks. Okay. And uh, yeah, dude, so it's a stand-up app, subscription, cell phone only. It's it's just, uh, it's not like Netflix, but you could airdrop it to your Apple TV sure. or whatever. So say like I have a video I want to put on there, but it's on YouTube right now. I got to take it off of YouTube first. It's it's they they were specific that you could just hide it on YouTube. You know, like to hide the link. Yeah, yeah. just because they they don't want it living in two places because they sure. want people to exclusive. Go, yeah, they want it exclusive to get people's money. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah if you're paying yeah. if you're paying me, you that's what you're paying for. Yeah, the exclusivity. It's the exclusivity. Yeah, so that makes sense. And then, oh, man, uh, if just think of it like, let, I mean, it's brand new and nobody even knows about it. But let's say it gets a million subscribers. Let's just that's that actually is a possibility. That means yeah. one million dollars is getting divided amongst comedians on the app. That's yeah, dude, crazy. I'm about to submit a video. Yeah. Thank you. Like hey. Travis mentioned it, and I was like, hell yeah! If it helps out comics, who I you know, that's all my friends. Yeah. And if you got some good advice for them, let's let's do it. And yeah, so it's so cool. I I mean. You know, obviously the first month it might not be a million, but uh, even sure. if it's like a hundred, like no matter what, like no. you might make, no, we're promoting you comedy. might make six bucks, but you might make 600 bucks. I, Hell yeah. We don't know, but the bottom line is you will get paid for your no, footage. Like you said, dude, I just put shit out on TikTok. I'm willing to try yeah. anything at yeah. this point. Like if, if the platform is built for comedy, then people, sh comedians should support it. How many platforms out there? It's, are made it's, for us. it's made by artists for artists. It's made by my dodgeball buddy who's a writer and, and a script, uh, like, you know how they, Hollywood has script readers for famous yeah. fucks? Yeah. And he's he's an artist, and he was helping book comedians for a foundation, and he wanted up-and-comers, no famous fucks. And he was mm -hmm. having a hard time finding up-and-comers. They didn't have the footage. It was it was little here, little there. It was all over the place. Nothing and then, professional. And that's how the idea came. He's like, what if they all were in one place? We paid for the service, and then we paid them because, you know, how many up-and-comers make zero to fucking $1,000 a month? You know, like we're not, all of them. We're not rich. Yeah. Once you hit, that's the whole thing, too. It's like once you're a famous fuck, you're not on this. You don't, we don't. You're good. You're good. So let's get the middle class. Yeah, no, that's that's what we need. Because like I was posting my jokes on TikTok, but TikTok is not meant for that. TikTok is meant for like, yeah. you know, pre preteens and pedophiles, and that's it. And and the rest is like, you know, people trying weird shit that I can't really get it. Like I can't watch TikTok. But this is something. What did you say it's called again? The app, comedy showcase app. Comedy showcase app. If that's what it's meant for, then it's better for that. Like, how many outlets do we have? And this and is made. Anything's good. If this blows up, it's going to be the best thing for comics because I'm writing it down you're me. going to get paid. Who pays us? Nobody pays us. They only pay when you're fucking I could, famous and it's, you're like, I'm already rich. 
So this this episode won't come out for like two weeks, but I could tell my friends about this, like my comic Absolutely, friends. Yes, yes. It's not a secret. No, right, no. Dude, it's just dope. not public yet. It takes a long time to build an app. And uh, my dodgeball buddy, his brother-in-law is an app designer from Silicon Valley. So it's coming from a, a writer. He brought me on to communicate with comics because he doesn't know any of them. And, he, you know, so That's I'm awesome. the friend. I'm the uh, ambassador. Liaison, yeah, man, you know, yeah, yeah, you're the messenger. Yeah, I'm that's the awesome, messenger. man. Well, well, Travis was super interested in it, and I, you know, I always tell my friends, you guys need to have like professional videos. They want, you guys, they want high quality shit. Yeah, and my friends are no the funniest motherfuckers. Footage. They want good that's audio and clean video. It doesn't have to be yeah. 8K, 4K, sure. but some good shit. watchable, some good mm. shit. When you're competing with a bunch of other people who yeah. think they're also worthy, you got to step up your game. Oh, and I, so forgot I tell all my to, comic friends that. I forgot, too. Uh, it's stand-up only, and it's, uh, you know, you could submit 30 minutes, but it's going to be done in two- to five-minute clips. But no no likes, no comments, no trolls, no views. So it's just peaceful. It's just, just stand-up. Enjoy it or don't enjoy it. It's like a TV channel. Yeah. You just watch it's, there's comedy. There's no comments. There's no trolling. I know some people like that shit, but it's like artists are sensitive. We don't need people bashing on us. No. We the have way I look fucking at it, hard enough, you know? Like, I put my videos on YouTube. I put them on Facebook. I put them on TikTok, and they got a lot of views, but now they're not doing anything, right? They're not making me any now money. Now you can take so them down, put them take on them the down. app, and you'll get paid for it. Yeah, all those people already saw it. Might, they don't need to see it again. Bit, might be a lot of bit. We don't know yet. And you don't need to delete it. You could just unpublish. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the, the beauty of it I see is that I have friends that I think will get a lot of views. And if I'm the one who tells them about it, then I'm a really good friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I want to see. I want to see my friends blow up. That's what I want to see. Because everybody's like, you know, not that they take you with them, but you get to experience different things. It helps you. You get to learn new skills. You get introduced to new people. And then you get to di diversify your bonds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Like all my friends that I know, because there's guys out there that are just like amazing comics. And they're my friends. So I could be like, yeah, he's way funnier than me. He's, he's going to make it. You know what I mean? And I don't feel any kind of ego with some of these friends that I have being better comics than me. So I want to see them make it. Like, I want to see them do all the things that I never did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's very yeah, nice. So, yeah. Hey, man, you're you're one of them. You're one of the guys like, man, thank God he made it. Because there's a bunch of people out there that are that like, man, they're, they're, not that they don't deserve it, but they weren't as nice to me. And that's just me being selfish, <laughs> right? I hear you, though. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's very easy to be nice to people, and it doesn't cost you anything. No, man, and, and I don't blame people or whatever. You, I'm sure I'm not always likable, but I'm just glad that, you know, some people that I met and I was like, man, this guy's got something something special. They're a really good person. Every time I meet them, uh, I hope they make it. And then they do. And there's just few. There's just not that many. Another guy, uh, Fahim, you know oh, Fahim, God, right? He's one of the best, man. Dude, I uh, first time I met him, I was like, this guy needs to blow up. He's, he's, he's so, he, like, we had a mutual friend. He was so fucking nice to me. And he was, I had just seen him headline at the improv. I'm like, I can't believe this guy's not famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of those moments. And then he just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, thank God. Thank God that guy's getting his recognition. Yeah. But man, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. No problem, it. man. You thank anything, you for uh, having me. Anything you want to plug before we go? Tell us about your podcast. And <laughs> oh, stuff. yeah. My podcast. I was like, my dates. Now, uh, yeah, just check mm. me out on my Instagram, Craig P. Conant. My podcast, Community Service with Craig Conant. And, uh, and check me out live when the world opens up again. 
we'll let you guys know when the world opens up uh check it out community service podcast instagram we'll put it all in the description thank you guys for listening as always uh support the podcast on anchor uh the podcast can be found on anchor itunes soundcloud spotify stitcher google play music google uh google podcasts and youtube and a bunch of other little ones like i found it on iHeartRadio the other day like i just googled it and it's out there so you can find the episodes everywhere uh there's some stuff on uh on tiktok like you saw but you know don't follow that let me get it together first Follow the Instagram at Pet Peeves Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Albert Escobedo or me on Twitter at Albert M. Escobedo or the podcast on Twitter at Pet Peeves Pod. If you guys have any pet questions, send them my way. It's always great to have you guys here. Thank you, Craig, being here. No problem, brother. You guys are always awesome. I'll see you later, man. Thank you.